When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Do not go gentle into that good night. Poetry, I feel, is a tyrannical discipline. I was trying to tell a story. The book came to me in a sort of a haze. This is how to write a good short story. No hope, just booze and madness. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness. Now, lend me your ears. Hello there, sexy listeners, and welcome to another episode of Literati, the world's first podcast sponsored by Ink. Ink. Mmm. That's the stuff. We are your hosts, Colin and Michael, and boy, do we love writing stuff down with ink. (laughs) No graphite for me, please. Now, besides being totally obsessed with ink, we're total word geniuses. For example, I have the largest vocabulary of anyone in my amnesia support group. Oh, I didn't know you had amnesia. Amnesia? (laughs) Colin, who said anything about amnesia? Oh, okay, I see, yeah. Huh? Who are you? What's going on? Right, okay, Uh, and I'm such a word genius that I'm the first person to beat words with friends completely by myself. Uh, uh, Colin, aren't you supposed to play that game with friends? Yes, you are. Amazing. Well, we have a real treat for you today, but before we bring in our guest reader... We're going to be highlighting the writing from one of the very own real-life fans of this podcast. (laughs) That is right. Every episode, we give out priceless writing advice to you, the sweet little listeners at home, the budding young writers, and we ask nothing in return. Our hearts are warmed just thinking that we may have helped somebody on their journey to authordom. So, for the first time ever... We decided to read live on air a short story by one of our biggest fans. Now, this story was sent to us by Randall Maslow in Hemorrhage Park, New Jersey, and it's titled Story Right. Ooh, I can't wait. I know. Now, Randall sent us a letter along with his story, and I'm going to read from it uh, right now for you. Hello, Colin and Michael. I'm a biomechanical engineer, but I've always wanted to write. Your podcast encouraged me to follow this passion and gave me the tools to reflect on my own narratives and construct compelling plots. (laughs) Don't be too harsh. I'm still getting started. (laughs) Okay, well, don't worry, Randall. We won't. And now let's see how these years of shaping his mind have turned out. I'm so excited. You ready, Colin? Yes, I'm absolutely ready. Story Right by Randall Maslow. It was daytime. The sun was yellow, and I am a strong boy. Today is crunch day, and I go around town crunch bad guys with my feet and fists. Ooh, this is interesting. It's sort of a postmodern stream of consciousness. I like it. Okay. My favorite thing is cereal and also candy. When I grow up, I want to throw my dad into space because he make me eat green vegetables. I'm, I'm sorry, is this author a kid? No, he said he's 32. Seriously? Yeah. <clears throat> what? Okay, back, back to it. <clears throat> 
Okay, now villain is here, and villain is a mean dog that bite my butt and make me cry. I am good guy, and I crunch dog. Well, at least he has an antagonist. This is this is shaping up. I like this. And as the ember of his soul darkly glows, I find myself as the wind, hoping to extinguish, but only stoking. Okay, that's not half bad. <clears throat> Let me keep reading. Said my dad, who I crunch with big log. Okay, that's... This is... Uh, stop. I can't read anymore. What? This is terrible. Michael, no, keep going. No, clearly he's learned nothing from us at all. This is not how a good writer writes. What are you talking about? There's like 20 more pages. Come on. Burn them. What's up with all the crunching? I I think it's good, okay? It doesn't make any sense. It's like the ramblings of an idiot. No, I mean, except for the thing about the embers and of, of his soul no, glowing that was darkly. The only good it, it was good. I disagree. I think it was the only bad uh, part in the no, whole thing. I'm so pissed. Now I want to crunch something. Well, I just want to say thank you, Randall. I loved it. So keep at it. And hey, I'm a serial boy too. So <laughs> are our fans dumb? I uh, he sounds smart to me. Well, fortunately, our guest for today is anything but dumb, and their reading is going to stun and amaze you and maybe even help you with your own life because our author is a self-help guru. Wow. Yes. Uh, we are joined in the studio today by Callista Levine. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Callista. Now, you uh, have recently written a, a book called Happy Closets, Happy Homes. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. I am a home organization and tidying expert, and I just believe that your home is a reflection of how you feel in your life, and, and there are lots of things you can do to just make that a little better. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, do you do uh, podcast studios? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, you guys are pretty organized in here, so, so no trouble, but I okay. do have some tips and tricks for everybody, and yeah, I guess some of these could even help in here. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, you know, if you came into my home, you probably would just run the other way screaming, because I could clutter <laughs> up the he-hoo. <laughs> so, it's actually a pretty big problem. Yeah, you do need to go see someone about that. Uh, my doctor says that I can't let go of things in my life because of the, the traumas and the abandonments that I've gone through. Yeah, but there's, that's no reason to keep that in your hee-hoo, he well, no. Michael. Well, you got to get it taken out. Where else am I going to keep it if not stuffed up my hee-hoo? So, well, I'm not sure what a hee-hoo is, but there are a lot of times that we hang on to objects because they're meaningful to us, and that's totally natural. Yeah, so but not out of the hee-hoo. Not out of the he-who. Is a he-who, is that, a, is that a, a type of room? or? If you have to ask, uh, you're not going to like the answer. Okay. <sighs> well, it's this, my butt. Oh, it's your butt. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's, you know, I've done this a lot, and I've never seen that. And um, Well, wow. we okay. just met, so don't, you know, I, I'm very excited oh. to have you on the podcast, but <laughs> no, that I don't just show any old author my he-who. <laughs> Buy me a drink I first. I would hope you wouldn't. Please don't. Okay. I thought Good. this was a book. Now that's uh, the response that I'm used to getting right there. Yeah. Please don't. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, tell us wow. a little bit about what you're going to be reading, and then uh, and then the stage is yours. Oh wow. Oh wow. Okay. Well, so uh, yes, my book Happy Closets, Happy Home is mm. uh, it's full of tips and tricks to help you organize your life. And, and let me just before I get started, do either of you guys do you have kids? Uh, I do not. You do not. No, okay. I used to. You used to. Yeah. Okay. Well, so my book. Um, he doesn't talk to me anymore. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's okay. 
I will say my book was a little different uh, before I had three kids, and mm-hmm. now I do, and I love them, but they can be a little messy. So. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> so I, I tried to take into account my experience with kids in in uh, the writing of this book. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you got to draw on your own experiences when writing, so yeah. that makes sense to me. Yeah. Sure. Are you, uh, are you ready to give our listeners a... A taste? Yeah, this is this is going to be seven easy tidying tips. Great. Okay. Take it away. Tidying tip number one. Folden is golden. Properly folded clothes take less space, and it actually makes your clothes last longer. It's absolutely worth that extra effort for people who don't have kids. Now, if you do have kids... Uh, just throw the clean laundry into the air and let it scatter on the living room floor like it's tea leaves. As a mom, I know they're just going to end up like that anyway, so I've started leaning into it. Tidying tip number two, convert your closet. Now, if you live in a warm climate, you can convert your coat closet to something more useful for a single person like you, Colin, or a young couple. This could be a reading nook. For parents, your coat closet can double as a scream closet. You just need a place to put your anger because you can't yell at your kids. Now, I recommend you put things in there that help calm you down. That could be a pine-scented candle or a picture of your living room from before you moved in. Because in that picture, it's going to be like you were never there. Tidying tip number three. Marie Kondo is a little liar. You can't have a tidy home and kids. Pick up your kid. Do they spark joy? Yeah. Do they make you want to kill yourself? Sometimes, yeah. But guess what? You have to keep them. Tidying tip number four. Consider customization. Now, this tip can help upgrade an otherwise underutilized space, like your mudroom. Now, a mudroom is just a perfect place to install, for example, a bench with built-in storage. What I did with my mudroom is I customized it into a quarantine zone. We installed a drain in the center of the room, and then I hooked in a power hose. So they're going to come back from playing soccer or the game they invented called Stink Thrash. I can just spray them down. And then on the bad days, I sprinkle them with lye. I can't feel bad about that. Tidying tip number five. Wait. It's just seven more years till the youngest one goes to college. Sometimes when they're all at camp, it's quiet in the house. And I can hear myself think. And I hate the things I hear. It could always be like this, the voice says. Just move. You know, they would come back and someone else would live here. And in time... Everyone would forget. I wonder if the voice is right. Tidying tip number six. 12-year-old girls bully their parents. That's just something I didn't know and I wish I'd been able to prepare for. Tidying tip number seven. Enjoy your space. You know, at the end of the day, the whole reason for tidying is to live in a peaceful home. You've worked for it, so enjoy it. Also, what's the deal with your guest room? I am looking to crash. Wow. wow. That was incredible. Callista Levine, that was fantastic. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I can't wait to rush home and start using some of those tips and tricks right away. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of wish my son was still in my life. 
uh, so I could apply the back half of some of those. Yeah, it can be yeah. hard either way. Yeah, yeah, it's never, life isn't easy, I think is the takeaway. Yeah, I mean, with tips like these, it can be a little easier. Yeah, but yeah. I, I did notice uh, tip, one of the tips was that, uh, I think it was just that 12 year old girls can bully their parents and you didn't know that before. Yeah, that's a fact. That's another, that's a tip. I had another one like that. Um, just uh, pee goes in the toilet is one like that where it's just, you know, it seems like after you find out, <laughs> it would just be better to know ahead of the time. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I guess uh, they, uh, just saying that 12-year-old girls uh, bully their parents, uh, it's not really a cleaning tip, but I do think that is something that uh, a lot not? of parents can, I mean... I think it's something that at least a lot of parents can relate to. Michael, I know uh, you had some trouble with your uh, the man you made. He was born stronger than me, and he liked to prove it. And let's just say that uh, he was uh, he was an alpha male, and I <laughs> made the mistake of not asserting dominance right away. <laughs> he came as soon as he was born. He was already uh, flexing his muscles. Yes, the doctor handed him to me to hold uh, in the delivery room, and I fell to the floor under his pure muscle. And he pinned you to the ground. He wouldn't let you get up. Well, wow. his tiny little baby arm was up against my throat, just oh, right on geez. against my Adam's apple He apple overpowered arm. you just and he from kept the get-go. he kept saying, submit, submit. His first submit. words were submit. The day he was born. Did he say submit daddy? No, he said, no? submit, mm -hmm. fool. <laughs> He called me fool. Wow. And I didn't correct him. And he, he, I went by fool for the next 18 years. Yeah. They say you really have to start off early yeah. if you're going to break yeah. a pattern like that. Well, so that makes me, me sharing something and feeling very vulnerable makes me want to ask you, how much of this is based on your own experience? Some of it. Yeah. Because it um, felt specific. Yeah. Did it? It did. Yeah. Well, you know, I just find that um, a lot of uh, tidying and self-help books don't take into account that, um, you know, your life can change once you have kids. That's true. 100%. That's true. Uh, 100%. They, they give you the same tips, not accounting for, you know, all the things life can throw at you, uh, yeah. including uh, a kid that might pin you to the ground right, or, or bully their mother. Or tinkle over the seat. Yeah. You know, yeah. is that what you meant with the pee goes in the toilet? Sometimes male children, uh, there's that popular nursery rhyme, if you sprinkle when you tinkle, please be neat and wipe the seat. I think that was Robert Frost. Yes, I believe it was late yeah. Robert Frost. Yeah. Um, and... Is that is that where you learn? I know that living with teenage boys, it can be a mess. Yeah, they they really just don't seem to have a regard for where things are supposed to go. And, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it, it can be uh, challenging when you find puddles and you're like, well, you know, what kind of liquid is this? Yeah. Oh, the full puddle. That's never it's never what you want it to be. And it's <laughs> often on a surface where you can't quite just suss out by eyeballing it. Well, I'm beginning to res I'm beginning to uh, wish I did not cover up my hardwood floor with thick shag carpeting, but every room in my and, home is shag carpeting. Uh, it's also, it's sort of a uh, it's on the walls golden too. yellow shag carpeting. It's too. golden yellow shag carpeting. So you uh, so you do have natural hardwood floors under those. Beautiful, beautiful <laughs> natural hardwood floors, but my feet were cold. Uh-huh. And I kept and getting Shag carpeting chilly. instead of slippers. Yeah, I was going to say slippers. Huh? Slippers would have been a good... Uh, Slipsla? What? Slippers. Slippers? Did you say slip slap? You mean the um, dolphin? The dolphin who talks? Mm, slipper? No. Yeah. You want me to get a dolphin from my house? <laughs> uh, I don't think you'd be allowed to have a dolphin at your house, no. Michael. Not with all that shag so carpeting. So then what are you talking about? Slippers are, are like a house shoe. 
house shoe? <laughs> little old woman who lives in the this, shoe this, like that? This is she lived in the big boot? This is had so my, many kids she didn't know what to do? This is Michael's amnesia, I think, kicking in again. Oh. So. Who is? Just ignore him, and we'll get back onto something that he can uh, that he can follow along. For my with next soon. question, I chew on my finger. Oh, that is a good question, Michael. Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, it's really deep in there. Oh, uh, can, you act, can you actually stop him before he gets to the elbow? He's oh, that's he, like, the best part. That's where the eggs are. Just, just grab his arm before Michael. Michael. Oh. Okay, oh. I got it. Okay, I got it. Oh, oh. Oh, there is bile on his hand now. It was d- really deep in there. So, Callista, just because a writer writes about a horny dragon doesn't mean they're a horny dragon. Just because a writer writes about um, a teenager who wins the Super Bowl doesn't mean they're a teenager who wins the Super Bowl. So, sometimes in this podcast, we know that what you write about doesn't define you. We're more interested in how you wrote the things you wrote. So, talk to us about how you became such a self-help guru. Oh, well, I've always been obsessed with organizations since I was a kid. You know, uh-huh. my uh, you know my Barbie's closets were color coordinated. So, uh, yeah, I just really always had this sort of a passion. And, um, you know, I just I thought uh, if I follow that passion, then I can help other people organize their homes. And, you know, it's just it's it's funny because I, I was a very organized kid. And um, mm. it, it turns out that, that that's unusual. <laughs> oh, that sounds like uh, you might have uh, you must have been a dream for your parents. I Were you? So. Yeah, I think in retrospect, it must have been pretty easy for them. I would clean up after them. <laughs> are you still close with them? No, no. Both of them are dead. Huh. Natural causes? Um, I hope. Huh. So there's just a lot of mystery around that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But you were very tidy as a child. As a child, so I was very I tidy. Bet their life was nice while they lived it. Yes, I think it was. I hope it was. Colin, should we dive deeper into this? Hmm. I can't tell if we've asked enough questions about our dead parents or not enough. Hmm. I. What are you guys talking about? Oh, wait, hold on. This is a, Sorry, just sort yeah, of a private conversation. We can also just light. Let's let just it take do the microphones into the next room. Into the next room. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It seems like she, she may have had something to do with it. I'm thinking we could maybe get her to cry, and we haven't had anybody cry on Mike in a while. Yeah, that would be really good for the reviews and ratings. Yeah, like a yeah tearjerker podcast. Yeah, let's yeah. slowly try and get her to cry. Okay. Okay. Great. <clears throat> So I'm just going to be uh, chopping this onion while uh, Michael asks you a next question. Uh-huh. So, Callista, you use pens, pencils, computer. How do you write? Oh, well, you know, I um, I kind of, I feel like it happens so organically uh, that I... Uh, Sorry, the chopping's just a little loud. Okay. Sorry about that. There we go. So I uh, I guess I find with my clients I'm... I'm writing on my feet and I'm helping to... Um, <laughs> just hold on one Colin? second, Callista. Colin, what's going on? <laughs> You are full on weeping. <laughs> yeah, it sort of backfired. Oh, Michael. the onions made you yeah. cry. Yeah, uh, it sort of backfired. Uh, I'm gonna get rid of them. Okay. This is a, this, uh, yeah, this didn't work. You know what? This is why when we try to plan long form things. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Um, so uh, w- when you sit down to write, to kind of talk us through this process that you have, I'm oh. so interested in your funny little brain. Oh, that's, thank you. So condescending. Um, so I. Uh, 
I, well, I find when I'm with clients, I end up giving them the same advice over and over again. Okay. And so I, um, I like to, when I realize I've gotten this pattern of advice that I've been giving, I like to start writing that down. I, I make notes to myself in my, in my phone. And then, um, you know, when I get ready to write something longer, first I was writing articles, articles for uh, different different publications like Good mm. Housekeeping and Real Simple. And I just started to realize, oh, you know, I have this sort of tidying uh, expertise and, and maybe I could compile these. Um, yeah. So. OK, was- so it was like little by little you realized that. Everything you're saying to other people, maybe the larger world could enjoy that. So you didn't you didn't set out to to write these self-help. You just sort of like discovered you're like, this is the advice I have to give. And so I should give it to people. Yeah. yeah. And what's the reception been like? Um, well, you know, I've had a lot of uh, mothers come up to me and, and uh, hold my arm and say, um, you really see me. Hmm. So that's been uh, that's been a surprise because I, yeah. I thought I was telling people you know how to organize their closets and um, truly some some um, some sisters have come out of this. So do you even when you're writing like do you realize that uh, you know you have this attitude towards your children that other parents respond to? Do you even realize that that's coming out when you're you're just are you just giving tips on how to organize and then you're just finding that you are also writing about your children who are slowly destroying you, it sounds like? Well, I don't feel like I write that much about my kids. I'd say uh, it's a pretty big theme. Yeah. I'd say it's a pretty big theme. Huh. Yeah, well, it, it came out a lot. I, are uh, you sure? I would say that... So we have this tip, folding. The folding was the first tip. And then I believe that the addendum to the folding was, uh, if you have kids, ignore that. Right? Oh, I do see that. Yeah, and oh, you I do see that here. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, you I'm also you also him. had uh, something about your kids uh, playing a, a game called Stink Thrash. Oh yes, that is about my now, kids. What the heck is that? Okay, well they um they they collect things that stink. That makes sense. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, with yeah. Yeah, they collect a bunch of things that stink, uh, and that could be either stink bugs or, um, you know, they have always experiments going in their bedroom, and you know, then I'm like, well, that's where the condiments went. So right. they they collect, uh, you know, like vinegar or all sorts of things, and then so then they take them outside. Thank God, you know, that's that's the one blessing, and um, and then they they take things that thrash. So that would be either a baseball bat or a a um, a. Uh, a, a, like a large stick, and and then they go to town on each other. And I I was uh, I was asking them, you know, <laughs> well, how do, how do you guys how does how how does what's happening in front of me how does this happen? And they wouldn't tell me. And the way I found out is I stuck a GoPro on one of them. Uh, you stuck and, a GoPro on your kids. Yeah, and that's how uh, that's how I I was able to understand because uh, they they would joke about uh, Tinks say. Crash Tay, hmm. and um, I, don't I never speak knew. Spanish. Well, I didn't either, and apparently that's pig Latin for stink oh. thrash. Oh. And so, so were, that is how I found out what that was. Were you the one who uploaded uh, stink thrash kids to YouTube, and it went viral? That was me. Those that are, was you. Those are that, my, wow. those are my lo- stinky kids. That seems like such a fun game. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I love that video. I love how stinky the kids got. Oh, and they really thrash around. That's my. Thrash around. Yeah. I love.
love that video. I watch it over and over. Yeah. I think those kids have the potential to really grow up to be big time stars, like the host of Ridiculousness. Uh, I'm not familiar. <laughs> Rob Deerdick. It's an MTV show where people get hit in the balls with stuff. Yeah, oh, that I, sounds fun. Oh, oh my boys fun. do love that. You'd love it. And yeah. a lot of people falling in mud, a lot of people um, kind of getting uh, soft decapitations. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Or like a new new kind of X Factor these kids could. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or Fear Factor. Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah, Fear, fear factor. factor. Like yeah. Joe Rogan, who is yeah. uh, one of our, um, I guess, colleagues. Yeah, as a, I, I, guess, I guess you yeah. could say that Joe Rogan is one of our colleagues. Yeah. Uh, he's a fellow podcaster like oh, Michael yeah. and I. So we're sort of on the same level. Yeah, that's true. Now, yeah. Callista, I want to ask, did you plan on having kids? Oh, wow. Well, you know, the first one... Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Number two and three. And number two and three. Also, no. No, no, no for all three. Just a little surprise. Little bundles of surprises. Just a bunch of bundles of surprises. Well, if your kids are giving you so much grief, Michael, your kid left you. What can Callista do to get these kids to leave her? Smother them. Ah. To take from my experience, Hmm. I was trying to really tell my son I loved him. I believed in him. I supported him. I'd show up to all of his different... Uh, recitals to all of his different competitions, and he hated that. Huh. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I do those sorts of things, and you really? know, they just keep coming back home, huh. which is what I want. They're my kids, and I love them. Sure. I love them oh, sure. so no much. One, no but one's accusing you of being a bad if parent. If you could here. press a button and they disappear. <laughs> I mean, don't show me that button. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, Callista, um, Colin and I love writing. I, I, we are more in the fiction world than the advice and self-help world. Have you ever considered writing a novel? Oh, my gosh. No, I, I'm not like a, I'm not a James Patterson. <laughs> uh, well, obviously. <laughs> I, uh, I love him. We couldn't him get James in, uh, Patterson on the he podcast. Was, uh, he was one of those vampires in, uh, in uh, those vampire movies, right? Yeah, he was one of the Twilight? main Twilights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he also wrote a lot of books about what submarines do when they're sleeping. I, I think we're thinking of Robert Pattinson. No, my I, daughter I, I think I'm, I think uh, you're, t- <laughs> it sounds like we're talking about the same person because, I feel like uh, Robert Pattinson uh, could have written books about submarines. Yeah, I think we're all talking about the same person. The point of which being, of course, no one in this room is as talented as James Robert Pattinson. (laughs) But that being said, maybe you do have a story inside your heart. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe a fantasy about if your ultimate secret wish came true. Wow. I mean, I... I, uh, I mean, everybody has fantasies. I mean, that's true. We could start with a mom. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And maybe she has a special power. Mm. Like tidying? Or she can make things disappear. Mm. That's interesting. And I'm not talking about messes. Are you, ta- are you talking about people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, fun fact in real life, I cannot find my husband. Oh. I was going to say, I have not heard head or tail, and I didn't want to ask because, you know, families look like lots of different things. Yes. But what's going on there? No, physically I can't find you him. Just I can't think he might be him. under a pile. Or oh, oh I, I see. He's still in the picture. He's just 
obscured. <laughs> just yeah, he's he's hidden behind something in that picture. I don't know where he is. Okay. <laughs> it's you just think, been three weeks. You think he might be hidden in a mess in your house that your kids made, or or is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think I think he might be because I don't know where else he would have gone. Huh. You really should maybe consider getting like a house cleaner. Huh. Well, you know, I've always tidied on my own. Oh, you don't need to. Yeah, you could pay somebody to do it well, for I you. I just like things being done a very specific way. Okay, so it sounds like you're sort of creating the chaos that you're living in. Hmm. So uh, I was thinking um, maybe you do have a novel inside you. Maybe we could unlock it by doing some fucking writing exercises. Oh, that sounds fun. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, well, sure. Are you down? So what I'll do is I'll, I've got a little list here. Colin and I have prepared a little list. And we'll read one out and we'll take turns just sort of, you know, this is the beginning of the beginning of an idea. So you're not trying to write a novel. Nobody at Penguin Random House is going to be reading it. It's just a little. No matter how many times we ask them to, they're not going to. So, you know, this is just fun in the silo of the podcast studio. We could come up with some loose ideas. Just, you know, whatever comes to your head right away. Oh, my gosh. I'll read the first writing prompt. Okay. You're sitting on the couch watching TV when you notice a receipt on your coffee table. Mm. You know you didn't leave a receipt there and you live alone. What is the receipt for? How did it get on your coffee table? Oh, in this in this one I live alone? Yeah. So this is this writing prompt. There's nobody else in your house and you find this receipt. Well, how did it get there? That's actually the Main question. So then what we, is it do we all just uh, try to start? Yeah, thinking, who would okay. like to go? So I could go first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, okay, so in the story, um, I look at the receipt, and it's for 6,000 guinea pigs. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And how did it get there? Well, I see signed below, it says, To Michael from Santa. I knew the whole time what you wanted, and I finally, finally came through. I'm sorry for... For making you wait all these years, where every year you would wish for a different guinea pig from me, Santa, and I never brought it. But now that you're an adult, I do get them. Six thousand. And here's the fucking bill. And then and then uh Michael uh thinks out loud. Mm. Santa left the receipt, the gift receipt, that tacky motherfucker. And I return all the guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, there were 6,000 guinea pigs in, in behind your, the couch. In behind the couch. Yeah. So, Colin, you want to go next? Sure. Uh, how do you go on after your best friend dies or leaves you? So this is just another fun writing prompt that I found online by Googling writing prompts. <laughs> and so uh, do I just answer the question or do I start a story? Whatever feels right. Okay. I think in the mind of of a novel. How do you go on after your best friend dies? Wow. It's probably better this way. Colin thought to himself, we didn't have much to talk about. And I had sort of run out of stories. They'd sort of run out of stories. We were just sort of getting older and weren't doing much. So there was... Not shared interests anymore, really. This is for the best. Now I don't have to talk to them. It doesn't have to be weird. And people give me lots of hugs now. And can I just pitch a twist? Yeah. Uh, If you reveal at the end that your dead friend is actually... Me the whole time? (laughs) I was going to say Robert De Niro. (laughs) 
but yeah, but yeah, and I'm work. at my own funeral. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I love that. That's a really good twist. Okay, Callista. Uh, next one's for you. Wow. <clears throat> you have no Christmas budget, but you oh. want to make this Christmas one your kids will remember fondly. Oh, no. Oh. Uh oh. Okay. So that's the prompt. Okay. And remember, this is fantasy. So I have no, I have no money. Yeah. Um, but I want to make this a special Christmas, <laughs> and Christmas is all about the kids. Yeah. Um. So famously. I mean, I I mean I <laughs> maybe we leave the kids at home and let them do a DIY Christmas and and then maybe I could go somewhere like um like Vermont and I have this idea of like like a like a tall man in a lumberjack uh flannel and he's the uh the proprietor of the of the cabin where I'm staying and he um he has to bring me wood uh, like firewood. <laughs> Wait, okay, so just to, and again, this is a free brainstorm of ideas. Am I doing it wrong? No, no, you're doing it great, but in your uh, making this Christmas work as fondly as possible for your kids, you're leaving them at home to do a do-it-yourself Christmas, and you're going up to a cabin where Vermont. A, a, yeah. a muscular lumberjack type man is, I'm going to guess, seducing you. Hey, well, he's bringing her wood, she yet. said, which I can only I assume is an innuendo. No, no, no. I meant literally firewood, at least to start. At least to start. I but mean, yes, <laughs> but let's just jump ahead two chapters. What's going on with you and this lumberjack? I mean, I think we don't, we, I, I think we might have a connection. Okay. Uh, I have some bad news because in chapter 14, the police show up <gasps> and they arrest you for leaving your kids alone with no babysitter at home. And they sentence you to having to go back home and never talk to the lumberjack ever the again lumberjack and be with the kids. Was a plainclothes cop, yeah, who was actually doing a sting operation on you. Oh, pretty. Um, but like, think of that as a story, and he right? still charges you for all the firewood. Oh, that for sure. Not free. No, that's not free. Who's cutting that down? All um, right, next one. <clears throat> Something you didn't know about your body has been working behind the scenes. <laughs> Turning your own efforts against you. Okay. Again, <laughs> the stuff that you can get just by Googling free writing prompts something, online. Something about your body has been working. Okay, in- no, I feel attacked. <laughs> something you didn't know yeah, wait, about Michael, your body. Something about your body has been working against the scenes? What the hell are you thinking? I, I listen, didn't I didn't know. Something you didn't know about your body has been working behind the scenes, uh-huh. turning your own efforts against you. Okay, I think I've got somewhere to go for this. Okay. Okay. Okay, this is going to be from the point of view of my kidney. Okay. I'm going to get that little fucker. <laughs> I'm not doing my job anymore. I'm in here stealing all the other organs. We're making a union. Yeah, an organ union. And we're going to kill this big son of a bitch. Bye-bye. It's me, the kidney. So wow, that's sort of a, so I, I think a lot of times uh, we write from the third person and this, I wanted to do something first person. Your kidney's a real bad guy. He sucks. He sucks a lot. <laughs> do oh, you, I'm sorry about that. No, do you I resent mean, your again, kidneys? That's fiction. Have, this is any, fiction, any, guys. Any issues with your kidneys? No, I got them both removed. You got them both removed. I was nervous my whole life that they would fail. And so you so just I got, got removed. removed. Yeah. Is that why you can stick your uh, arms so deep into your body? One of the reasons. The mouth? Yeah. No kidneys That's one to of the get big in the way? reasons. Okay. I can stick my hand 
oh, deep inside you're doing you from it. either oh, direction. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait, are you... I, there's a I'm little like the handshake in the middle. inside. Yeah. I can see it through your shirt. It looks like a heartbeat, but I can tell it's a oh, thank you. It's, okay. Yeah. Thank you. I picked up a new job as a uh, person on a haunted hayride. It is. Haunting the is the word yeah. that came to mind for that. Okay. It is terribly Hands inside disturbing. of you. Colin, you want to go next? Also, if anybody else is inspired by any of these, we don't have to do one per person. Oh. If you're ever like, okay. oh, I want to answer that one. All right. <laughs> uh, so the next one is write a story about a character reminiscing about a past mistake. Perhaps they come to view this mistake in a new light. Okay, so what could uh, what could this mistake be? Uh, they, uh, hmm. I have one. Yeah, what do you have? Well, um, I, I thought I had an IUD. Okay. And I thought it was just totally in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now this is when uh, uh, you get arrested for drunk driving? Um, an IUD? An IUD is an intrauterine device. Gotcha. You're thinking of a DUI. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry. And, and now that I'm realizing, this is fiction. So this is a character who uh, thought that their IUD was completely in. What's the character's name? Um, Lalita? La, 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 Latista? Latista. <laughs> I like that. That feels natural. So, okay, so Lalista thought, that she, thought had... that she had an IUD that was properly implanted. Uh-huh. And um, first of all, it turns out they, they do have expiration dates. And also, they can go cattywampus. Hmm. And, um, and, and also, uh, they, they can poke your partner. And your partner can convince you to get it taken out after the first accident. And um, and then you know you're you're just in that ninety percent uh, effectiveness range for. Um, so just to jump in, it says perhaps you come to view those mistakes in a new light. So it's like, how is this actually a positive thing? Oh, then I guess I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Um, and Colin, for you, one last one. Write a story based on the metaphor: love is a fine wine. Hmm. Love is a fine wine. You pour it in a glass, you take a little sniff, then you take a little sip. You like the sip. And so you drink the whole rest of the bottle and you get so, so drunk. (laughs) And then you wake up uh, the next day and are out in a field and don't know where you are. You're like, and you have a massive hangover. And yes. that's love. That's love, baby. That's how it goes every time. Yep. Tale as old as time. A tall glass of yeah. love. I Now, just uh, for the listener, I based that uh, on just what my experience with wine is. Okay. I've never been in love, so I wouldn't know. Oh. But I'm, I'm assuming that But if, you've at least had sex. Uh, no, I, this is a common misconception we have established on this podcast. <laughs> That uh, I am a virgin, and there's no way to change that because we've established it on the podcast. It's canon. Yeah, it's canon now, and so uh, that's where so I lost no my virginity in a canon. Yep, an old colonial canon <laughs> inside of one. Yeah, at Colonial Williamsburg. Huh. Was it with somebody who worked there? Oh, I wish I could say, and I can. Yes, it was. It was with the person who played the witch. They have a they have um they have a staff witch. Yes, because back in Colonial Williamsburg, 
was it inside the cannon or was it like an accident where like two people were shot out of a cannon and you were supposed to to land on like a trampoline but accidentally like smacked in the air and the force? I was (laughs) hiding from my family and I hid in the cannon. In the cannon. And I was not the only one in there, I found out. Also, um, it does make sense that the that the virgin would think it would be possible for two people to just smack into each other in such a way that then that's them having. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When uh, well, I I yep. mean I've had sex ed. I know that how it happens is you run really fast yeah. at another person. It's all about speed. Sex is <laughs> all about speed. That's my experience and, too. And uh, you and your partner, you get about twenty feet away, and then just run as fast as you can at each other. Where did you take sex ed? Uh, it was in an abandoned bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Oh, I always forget that you spent so much time riding the rails. Yes, that's true. I uh, would go from bowling alley to bowling alley. <laughs> I was doing a bowling tour of America. Uh, it was for a novel. Uh, and so I, I was just, uh, it was my, my version of uh, on the road, uh, kind of like an on the road sort of story. It was... Uh, it was uh, called Beyond the Pins, and and uh, yeah, and so I rode the rails and went to bowling alleys. And sometimes uh, you look up a bowling alley on Yelp. You're like, I'm gonna ride the rail to that bowling alley. You get there, it's abandoned. Mm. And you're like, I'm already here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'll go scope it out. Yeah. yeah, and then book's not gonna there was uh, they had sort of a, a pop up sex ed class going on in there. So I uh, I took it. That sounds, it was very that sounds uh, fucked up. <laughs> I don't know, Colin. I mean, we do a lot of crazy stuff on this podcast. But that sounds pretty fucked up. Well, it's all true. Oh, wow. Well, speaking you of all true. You don't think that true, this is some of the reason why uh, no one will have sex with me? That I think that it's uh, no, the, the that my, is when not I why. ask someone to run as fast as they no. can at me? No. I can say from. Uh, spending a lot of time in a small room with you. That is not why. Okay. Well, we are sadly just about out of time, but before we end, we want to do a segment that we always end with. Uh, It's really one of the top segments um, that we do. Yeah. Uh, Everybody loves it. Everybody fucking loves it. Uh, We're doing a big show at the Bell House soon where we're getting 50 different authors to come. They're each going to do a minute. The audience clamors for this bit. Yeah. They love it. They're making t-shirts. Like, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. A Forever Dog said that they will clip this out and make little animations, but it hasn't happened yet. And it's called... Uh, oh, we haven't come up with a title for yet. The audience it's loves it. Excerpts or... Yeah, um, or the, the segment footnotes. that shall not be named. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so basically what we do is we give the title and first line of our upcoming novel. Because we know as writers, we're always working on the next thing. So I can start. Great. um, And we'll go around. Um, So if you're okay with sharing the name of your next novel. Sure. The first line of it, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll go first. Uh, My new novel that I've been working on for a long time is called Dr. Plinky's Crazy Day. Here's the first line. Oh, said Dr. Plinky as he somersaulted down the street. What a crazy day I'm going to have, he said with his hands in his shoes and his feet in the air. Boom! Said the bus as it slammed into Dr. Plinky. <laughs> so that's the first Wow! Line. That's the wow. first sentence? That's first, the first sentence. sentence. It's a run-on, but it's good. It's, uh, yeah, it it's also a, a lot short of book. There are only two sentences. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Colin, uh, are you Yeah, ready? so I'll, I'll go I'll go next. Uh, 
And uh, again, Callista, this is just a bit that our audience loves. Oh, they I can see why. We segment. also love it. Yeah, yeah. we also it's love fun. it. Uh, we love doing it. We look forward to it. Here's uh, my upcoming book. The title is A Globe to Call Home. And the first line is as such. I've finally done it, said the man. A round house. Perfectly round. Now all I got to do is climb in through the door. God damn it. I forgot to make a door. Uh, now I got to. I can't sleep on top of the. Oh, for Christ's sake. Well, this was a wash. And that was the first line. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, and it only took me one try. What vivid imagery. I love that. I can't wait to read more. <laughs> All right, Callista, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I uh, I felt very inspired by our writing activity earlier. So Fantastic. I think my next novel will be called Lumberjack Christmas. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to hear you embracing fiction. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you said novel. I, I have an idea for a, a nonfiction, another Oh, give us book. both. Okay. So, uh, so Lumberjack Christmas. It was supposed to be another Christmas with the kids, but Lalista had another thing coming. Oh, Whoa. okay. Yeah, steamy. Oh, oh, steamy. I hope my husband doesn't listen. I wonder where he is. I hope he's he does. Gone. We he's need gone. the listeners. So if you <laughs> find him, please ask him to listen. And then for your self-help book? Well, so um, uh, my self-help book is called Wake Up, This is a Wig. If you think that I have three kids and time to blow dry my hair, then lady, you have another thing coming. Wake up. This is a wig. Wow, Whoa. that's incredible. I'm going to look for that on bookstores and bookshelves so, so soon. Oh, wow. I self-publish. Oh, oh, that actually explains how we booked you. Yeah, so, okay, so... You're not. Really I guess you famous. can help us get us, no, get I mean, us published I don't, either. I, I don't... I don't... <laughs> I don't know. No. That's a no. Uh, well, we are, uh, we're sadly out of time, but thank you so much, uh, Callista. This has been such a joy. Oh my gosh, it's been such a treat to be here and to meet you guys and, and to share some of my tidying tips. And maybe take a vacation because it sounds like you could really use a break from your kids. Yeah. Huh. Do you think? Yeah. And, and that's, that's the, the end, end of that chapter. chapter. So what's Mary Marie Kondo like? Have you oh, met her? Uh, she's lovely. Is she? Yeah, she but seems you cool. can't. You can tell. We're, we're, we're yeah. off the air. No, you oh, can tell her. You yeah. can tell us. No, I, she's short. I, she's, oh, well, yeah, she's short and she's, um, I mean, she's an icon. And also, <laughs> I don't think she has kids. So, uh, you know, I, I don't trust her. I don't trust her advice on tidying. I'll Fair tell enough. you that. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.